Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show, where the goal is to provide you tips and tools to create and execute your business plan for success. Welcome back to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show. My name is Allison Turner. So I started these interviews because I really love entrepreneurship and I truly believe that we can learn from each other. So if you're new in business or you're thinking about starting a business, or even if you've been in business for a really long time, check out the show at my YouTube channel, Dream Plan Start Grow. Today, I am honored to have with me Zena Krogadal, uh, who is a speaker, coach, author, marketer, real estate investor, and a licensed real estate agent uh, out in Arizona. She's also the creator of the American Dream Makers podcast, which I've been honored to be on as well. So welcome, Zena. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Allison, for having me. I really appreciate it. So I know you're, you have some new things coming out as far as business, but I know obviously you've been in real estate for a while. So how long have you been in real estate and kind of what prompted you to kind of get into? Because I find that realtors, even if you're a realtor and not a real estate investor, that that's still obviously an entrepreneurial journey because you have to, if you want to eat, you have to sell some houses. <laughs> so. Yes. So I joined my husband about five, oh, almost six years ago. Uh, to be a licensed real estate agent prior to that and even um, still kind of tapering out as I was a registered dental hygienist. So was working in the dental field for quite some time and then he was in real estate, oh gosh, probably for a good 11 years now. And so he got to a point where he got busier and needed my help and so I was helping him and assisting him on some things and he was getting pretty busy. He said, I think it's time for you to get licensed so that we uh, don't get in trouble with anything because I need you a lot more now. So I went ahead and got my license, which, by the way, was no easy feat. Real estate school was definitely challenging, <laughs> especially not being in school for quite some time and not test taking for some time. So uh, anyway, it was a great decision because... I ended up really enjoying not only working with my husband, which was a big surprise, <laughs> but I also really enjoyed uh, the entrepreneurship, like you said, you know, of going out there and um, making friends and networking and just learning the skills of, of sales. Although I had a good sales background um, even before going into dental hygiene and even being a dental hygienist, you, you have to inform and basically sell your pa patients of the services, you know, that your office uh, provides. And so, but it definitely took it to a whole new level, definitely opened up my eyes to a whole new thing. And as we were really becoming successful and doing very well, it dawned on us, um, you know, maybe we need to expand our horizons and start taking business conferences and not just taking real estate courses, but really going beyond. And so, which is how I ended up meeting you Allison at the yeah. Rock Your Life conferences. And so it's been a great um, endeavor because it's, it's totally expanded our mindset because both of us grew up in homes where our parents were not entrepreneurs. Uh, they didn't have the, the mindset of it. And so they, you know, they went to work, clocked in and clocked out and mm -hmm. worked for retirement. And that's kind of what the path we were on. And we just realized, you know, that gosh, there's so much more that we could be doing so much more to impact. And uh, why not take that risk of being entrepreneurs and really going for it? Right. 
No, I think that's that's so true. And I mean, I know a lot of real estate agents because down here they seem to be just expanding every day. <laughs> I meet someone like I'm a new real estate agent. I'm like, okay, good luck. Um, you know, but I mean, I think you know, just from that side of things, the real estate side, it's a challenge. Just, I mean, especially here, I can't speak for Arizona, but there just seems to be more and more people that enter the field thinking it's going to be an easy thing. But there's so many real estate agents and you're obviously going after the same listings, you know, to actually list a house or else you're trying to get, you know, the buyer to find the per perfect property to buy the house because that's the only way you're going to get commission. And it's interesting how, you know, the ones that seem to be, say, or I see as successful, how they've differentiated themselves. And I think just like in any business that you have to differentiate and kind of brand yourself to some degree, you know, real estate agents really have to do that. And so how, I mean, obviously your husband was in it a little bit before you, it sounds like, but how have you guys like as a team branded yourself? Because I, I know a husband wife team here and how they've branded here um, and they do really well with with the area they really focus on. So, and that, I, I love that you asked that question because that's definitely been part of the journey is, <laughs> is finger, figuring out how to brand yourself because you are correct. It is a highly competitive market. And I think everybody that we have met, they probably know a good seven or eight realtors. They're either family mm -hmm. members, friends, <laughs> or neighbors, or you know, just somebody that they, they know at church or, or some sort of group they belong to. And so, yes, it's very competitive. So how do you stand out? you know, in the marketplace. And for us, we just had to really find who we were authentically first. Um, and we started kind of really playing on that. We were the, we we're the real estate warriors, you know, Zena and Chris, the real estate warriors. Love it. Yes. <laughs> That's great. And, and, and our story too. I mean, my story of being a immigrant, of a Vietnamese refugee, you know, my parents come into the United States when I was just a year old and being able to achieve the American dream. And so that has always been, you know, on my heart and mind is that I believe that the American dream belongs to all of us. And not only can you achieve it, but you can actually go beyond. And so part of the American dream is home ownership. Yeah. And so helping people get into housing and homing, owning their home, whether it be a first time buyer or it be somebody who is upsizing or somebody who has a change in life and they want to downsize, it's all really great to be part of that journey. And then the other thing that we were able to um, come across, we blessed as, you know, I think sometimes as we go along and we're walking our paths and we think we've got a plan, but God kind of comes in and says, nope, I've got <laughs> a little something else for you. Right. And so, yeah, and so we were blessed in that we were approached by a commercial real estate broker who was very renowned in our area. And she was a powerhouse and she offered us a, um, an opportunity to come along her brokerage and not only take care of her residential clients, but she was showing us commercial um, sales and leasing as well. And so Chris and I, we looked at each other and we said, well, what do we do? What do you think? And we were just like, this is an opportunity that doesn't happen every day because getting into commercial real estate is not easy. You know, the, uh, mm -hmm. it's a whole different beast. And so we said, well, what do we have to lose? If it doesn't work out, we go back to doing what we're doing. Or if it does work out, 
we we learn new skills and we you know really go beyond and so <laughs> so we've had the privilege of being able to also uh, do commercial deals and we've taken care of our residential clients as well but as we kind of move forward um, you know that is that is the question of you know which direction um, do we want to really uh, uh, I guess really focus in on more and more right now the market's crazy and it's very um, <laughs> It's like a roller coaster ride, <laughs> ups and downs, twists and turns, you know, <laughs> but, yep. but it's all, it's all been great. And like I said, it's just uh, definitely learning new, new things and meeting new people. And it's just been a fantastic ride. Great. Great. And how has it been working for your husband? Cause I know you mentioned you didn't think <clears throat> you would like it as much. And I work with my partner in crime as well, Jack. And, you know, it's interesting because I've worked one other time with someone that I was close to and it did not work well. <laughs> it did not work well. And um, so I kind of learned from that experience to some degree. And I, I, I've chosen one way in this one. But how with your, you and your husband and you coming into the business, how has that worked out for you? Well, it definitely has grown us as a couple for sure. <laughs> I mean, marriage in itself is is a whole, uh, you know, growth <laughs> pattern anyway. I mean, because you've got two people coming together with different ideas, different perspectives, different yeah. backgrounds and wanting to unify our dreams and work in the same direction because you do have to have the same direction, you know. And yeah. so so when you actually own business a business together and you're actually working side by side that way there's a lot of things that we've had to learn along the way and one is certainly top is communication for sure is that we have to really almost over communicate you know uh to make sure that we understand what's all happening what's going on and especially when we are working with clients we have to make sure you know, if we're passing the baton back and forth, that we are very clear as to, you know, what's all happening there so that our clients are taken care of. The other thing is we certainly have to define our roles better, you know, <laughs> understand who's going to do what and when, because in the beginning, the roles were a little wonky. <laughs> <laughs> so we were stepping wonky. on each other's toes and I thought that was your job. I thought that was your job. And, you know, and so you can imagine some of the discussions <laughs> right. were frustrating. And so we've had to learn to define the roles. Okay, this is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. In this transaction, this is your role and this is my role. And we really try to keep to those boundaries as well as possible. And then the other thing is, you know, really learning set to set time for separating your personal life and your business life because it gets blurred. <laughs> very yep. fast because suddenly you're going out on your date nights and yep. <laughs> you're running to a client <laughs> you run into a client you're talking business yep. you're and we and and it's like wait this is supposed to be our date night you know to do people on dates really talk about you know what went on during the day business to the the details that we have and it's like no so let's put the phones down let's look at each other and let's really just focus on how are you today, you know, and really check in with each other. So where do you, you know, what are your hopes and dreams? Because, you know, it's, it's always evolving. What my hopes right. and dreams were 19 years ago when we got married, they're very different today. And so if we don't check in with each other as to what our goals are and what we hope and dream for, um, it can get 
again, a little wonky because, oh, well, I thought <laughs> I thought we were going for this, but now we're going for this. And so yeah. I think you just have to have, you know, a lot more shared vision meetings, vision meetings. Um, Jimmy Evans and Karen Evans of Marriage Today, they always emphasize about go going on uh, yearly retreats with uh, each other and mm -hmm. having a vision retreat where you just focus on your vision as, as a married couple and where you see each other, you know, um, in the next year. And then how are you going to accomplish it? And I think it's just fantastic to, um, to have that as a couple to make sure you sit down and really map it out. Right. So those were definitely, you know, some things we had to uh, work through. And like I said, just find time and finding time for being a couple so that we're not just business partners or, right. or we're not just roommates, you know, because we are married and we're connected, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, all of it. So, yeah. 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 And I mean, I think that, you know, you said a couple of good things there that I, you know, especially in business, and I'll talk to, about that first, like the vision for the business and making sure you're kind of on in the same path, you know, because if you you're creating a roadmap together, you know, I mean, Jack and I both owned a company prior to coming together. So he actually folded in under my company. So um, I'm technically still the business owner, you know, so it's it's one of those things. And he he realizes that he was never good, like administratively. And he would say that if he was on here. So he kind of lets me deal with all that type of thing and, you know, step back away from it a little bit more. But then, you know, it's it's still making sure that we're on the same path and where we want to go. And and, you know, even though I'm the owner of the company, like really checking in with him still because he still kind of gave up his own company to come under mine. So, um so I was still checking in with him. And then uh, the other thing is, you know, as a couple, because I, I get that of, you know, when you have the date nights or whatever, it does go to business because it's so such a big part of your life. And invariably, if we go out around here, we run into people we know. And of course, that that comes up naturally anyway, topic wise and, and everything. But, you know, even if you're talking about your hopes and dreams as a couple, a lot of times it was made come back into the business anyway, because if you want to buy a second house or you want to go on a vacation, you know, obviously you can go down the path of vacation, but okay, like, how are we going to put money aside for the vacations? Or do we need to make more money in the business to get to the, you know, like all those things obviously intertwine as well. So I think it is hard to separate out completely. Yes. I, I think so, because like you said, because when you are running a business together and you have a personal life together, they do intermix more yeah. often than not. But I think it is important, though, to make sure you have the time where it is just you and him personal, mm -hmm. uh, because that's where because it's easy to, to be one, you know, all in with business 100 percent of the time. I think that's the easy part because we're <laughs> just geared, you know, it's just there. But I think right. the challenge is to make sure that you don't you have just you and him, you know, and that you are you are not the business. And how are we going to connect today emotionally? How do we, you know, go back to that time of when we first fell in love and had, you know, <laughs> butterflies in our stomach? Because because once you lose that and you start to lose the connection, you know, and, and we've seen this a lot in a lot of entrepreneurial couples is that 
once they stop having those personal connection time, then now they just become business partners. And it's not as exciting. Now they say they're no longer in love. They're just kind of together because they need to be. And, and that's not, that's not a, a place of joy and peace, right? I mean, no. There's tension when that happens, when, when you're business partner, but yet you're not just business partners. So, so it takes work. But it's been, like I said, surprisingly, my husband and I really do enjoy working with each other. Not to say <laughs> that we haven't had our challenges and ups and downs, but we've learned and we're committed to, um, you know, working through that and acquiring tools and that sort of thing. And so, you know, I just think that that's just key is that you both have to just be willing to um, to work towards um, a great relationship. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100% agree with that. And you mentioned a minute, a minute ago when you were talking about a little bit about your own background, how you were an immigrant and you really believed in the American dream. And then obviously also that it doesn't just include, you know, the American dream was like own a home, you know, get a, you know, make enough money, things like that, but really going beyond that even to, you know, the next, next place, maybe that's owning a vacation home, maybe that's, you know, retiring early, whatever it is for you or you and your husband. But what have you done to really go that direction? Because I know real estate in general, if you're really good at what you do, can be a very lucrative field, depending on, you know, what, who your clientele are and things like that. And, but what have you, because obviously you just said you stepped into the commercial market and I know you have some other things kind of brewing right now as well. So what are you doing to kind of exceed that? So what we're doing to exceed that is first, we've, we've had to expand our mindset. We've realized that we had a lot of limiting beliefs, like, like I was saying a little <laughs> earlier, that we had things with our parents um, and not their fault. They just, you know, they taught us what right. they knew. And my parents were immigrants and they were just doing what, um, you know, they were encouraged to do and moving forward and trying to uh, acclimate to a new culture and new way of yeah. life. And um, but along that, they would tell me that, you know, we're Vietnamese immigrants. And so you're not going to have the things American kids have, you know, their <laughs> parents have been able to work and save and have a retirement and give inheritance, but we're just starting over. So we're, we're barely making it. So that's not for you. And so, and it's interesting that that's the kind of stuff that would stick in my mind. That's for other people. That's not for me. And <laughs> something I learned, you know, in the last several years, and to be honest, is that we would get really successful <laughs> But then I would almost self-sabotage our successes in that I only allowed us to get successful to a certain level because in my subconscious mind, I didn't think we were supposed to go beyond anything. <laughs> and I didn't realize that until, honestly, in this last year, my mother passed away a year ago in, in early June. And that was kind of the catalyst that really opened up my eyes and my desire to want to go and find out and do more. I didn't want to live a life in fear because she lived her life, um, you know, in a lot of, based on a lot of fears. And so she didn't do a lot of things because she was fearful. And the reason why she would say those things to me is because it was based on, you know, fear. And granted, for all the things that my mother had been through, I mean, she had a lot of trauma even before leaving Vietnam. And then leaving Vietnam, mm -hmm. I just can't even imagine being a young mom with a baby come into yeah. a country that you don't even know the language 
and now you don't even know if you're going to ever see your family ever, ever again. And now you have to start over with a bunch of people that you can't hardly understand. And yet you're trying to acclimate. So I can't even imagine how that must have felt. So, you know, therapy no. <laughs> probably wasn't there to discuss all the right. things that were going on. Right. And even if you found a therapist, you know, would they really understand the cultural background to understand what she was really going through? You know, so. Right. So anyway, when she passed away, it just made me. Now, I've always known that life is short, but, you know, when your parent pass away, you're like, wow, life is really short for me because now I'm the next matriarch. <laughs> you know, when I look at that, like, oh, no, here I am, you know. Um, and so what does that mean? And what legacy do I really want to leave for my children? And I don't want to live my life in fear anymore. And so with that, I told my husband, I said, I really feel like we need to expand and expand our horizons. Let's network outside of Prescott, Arizona. We've done a great <laughs> job meeting all the people here, but let's go beyond Prescott, Arizona and see what else is out there. And especially if right. we're looking at doing more investments and commercial deals, we got to meet people who actually, you know, have the money and the resources to do so. And along that adventure, we just, our minds were just expanded to like, wow, there's a whole <laughs> new world out here. Right. You know, and we've met so many wonderful people, just like you, Allison, that are just um, innovators. They're creative risk takers. And that is something that really draws me to that American dream and going beyond is that if you are willing to risk it all, you know, because you you know that this is the purpose that you have in life, that this is the assignment that God has given you, that this is how you're going to impact the world. It inspires me to watch entrepreneurial um, minds work. Like I just, right. it, it just, it, it's a whole, like I said, it's a whole different world because I did not grow up around it. Didn't really know millionaires or billionaires. And now I know millionaires and billionaires and they're great people who are risk takers who are willing, because they believe so much in their purpose, they're willing to lay it all down and take that risk of losing it all. And right. so many times they've lost it all. I mean, run across so many people who said, I lost millions of dollars. I'm thinking, gosh, I don't even have millions to lose, but wow. <laughs> right. And yet they come back and, and then they come back even stronger. So then I'm thinking, well, I want to learn the skill here. I want to learn that bravery. I want to learn that courage because that is what the American dream is all about is courage, right? Our founding fathers came here because of a vision, courage, and bravery. You know, yeah. I mean, can't you imagine what that must have felt like either when you're going up sailing away and you don't you don't know if the world is really round or not. <laughs> right. Where are you going to end up? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I couldn't imagine sailing, you know, yeah. for like 14 days or how many ever. I don't even know how long it took to get across the ocean. I know it's and less now than it was. But, you know, and like you said, not knowing what was on the other side. Yeah. And imagine if they didn't do it, you know, where we would be today. Right. right. And so that is the American dream right there. I mean, our founding fathers took that leap of faith, went on there risking their lives, but knowing mm -hmm. that there was a deeper purpose and that they needed to go find something else. And and I mean, they made history and here we are, you know, right. able to live in such freedom. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's the short version. Obviously, there's a lot more to that. <laughs> the original entrepreneurs. <laughs> yes. 
let's go and create an entire society over here. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's so inspiring. You know, yeah. you, you hear the, hear that you read that in the history books and it's just like, wow, I don't want to live in fear because who knows what's on the other side and who knows what kind of a difference that and legacy that we can leave for the next generations to come. Right. Right. I mean, I think it is, you know, it's all about I mean, And I think most on, I shouldn't say all, but many entrepreneurs think this way. It's really about how you can leave that legacy or make that impact. You know, so even if you don't, like I don't have my own kids, I have a stepdaughter, but but it's still like, how can I make that impact on the world and leave it a better place than when I came? Right. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So, definitely makes makes it easier to wake up and jump out of bed, doesn't it? Right. Even when you, even when you know it might be a hard day. <laughs> yeah. At the office. Yeah. 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 Um, so you you guys do have kids? We have kids, but they're grown. So they are okay. young adults. Our daughter is uh, 24 and married, and our son right. is 23. So they are full-fledged young adults, and that, this is whole new territory for us, too. So the last few years of adjusting to having adult children and knowing the boundaries <laughs> of what that looks like, boy, that's taught us a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> but have they always been supportive throughout i mean obviously i know you've only been with your husband in the real estate side for about five years but have they always been supportive of kind of that journey and bettering you know and have they taken on any of those traits themselves so that that is i i like i really like that you asked that because there was a moment there and this was probably a few years ago um you know because we are always i feel like always I say always, but most evenings we're still on our computers or watching TV, <laughs> answering emails, you know, yep. all the you know, business stuff. And our both the kids came into a room. It was, it was almost like they were doing an intervention. And they said, Mom, Dad, we're really concerned about you. We think you're working too much. And right. I looked at them. I said, what do you mean? Well, you guys are always working like you don't even take a break and you're always doing things like you just don't have time to just breathe and you know we just feel like you're just working too much and you need to you need to take it a step back and my daughter at the time was engaged you know and you know we were planning a wedding i said i said well you know what i really appreciate that you care i really appreciate that you <laughs> you know are coming to us i said however we do work a job that you know, it's we only get paid when transactions are closed. And, <laughs> and sometimes the only time to answer emails is in the evenings because during the day we're out with clients or, you know, doing the other things. And so and I and I said, so, you know, this is kind of part of what it is to run a business is that it goes beyond the 40 hours week. And so here was something that was really interesting. Our son in law after he had been married for about a year to my daughter, uh, he he works a sales job. So he's a salesman for a commercial lighting company down in the valley, down in Scottsdale. And I asked him how work was going. And he said, you know, it's going pretty well. He goes, I, I have to tell you, though, that I had to really work through some things to, to kind of go beyond um, what I thought I should do. He goes, because, you know, my generation it's hard for us to really comprehend working 40 hours a week, let alone go beyond 40 hours a week. But I, yeah, I thought that was interesting. He goes, 
<laughs> yeah, but that gives us some insight, doesn't it? <laughs> That's what she is a Gen Z. What is that? What's Gen or is he X or whatever the one before Z is? It might <laughs> be Gen Z. I don't. I don't know exactly. I forget the letters, but because I know my except our Gen younger. Z, so yeah, they're <laughs> they're in the twenties, so yeah, they're in their twenties, so. So he said, but I watch you and Chris and I watch how hard you guys work. And I realize that I have to work beyond 40 hours a week and that I have to answer the emails sometimes, even if it's after hours. And he goes, and it's worth it because I'm taking care of my clients. And he goes, and so he goes, and so, yes, I'm doing really well. And I'm mm -hmm. really, I'm glad to see that your example. And I thought, well, that's very sweet that here they went from being concerned to now understanding what, you know, what it is like to really have that um, entrepreneurial mindset, because even though he's not owning his own business, he's on commission. So you almost, you know, it's a, it's a different level, right? You don't get paid yeah. unless you close the deal, basically. Yeah, exactly. Same thing so, as real estate. <laughs> same thing as real estate. Exactly. Just cheaper deals. So uh, probably have to do yes. more of those deals. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yes, exactly. So in that sense, yes, they, I think they are in, they are watching and learning as we go. And there may be a part of them that might think I'm a little crazy right now, but, <laughs> but that's okay. Because, and I, and my husband and I've had this discussion. I said, I feel like, you know, when I had them, I, I was a young mom and obviously trying to figure things out like most of, most of us, you know, and when your kids hit their twenties, you've learned a lot in those 20 right. years. And so I said, I'm afraid that I may have messed up our kids because I passed on some of the things my parents have passed on to me, you know, the mindset. I said, so they're going to probably have to work that out because that's that's been deep, deeply embedded in them because that's what I raised them with. But now I've really switched and gone from, no, take the risk, do it. Life is short. You know, <laughs> if you've got a passion in your life, go for it. It doesn't matter. You know, just just do it. And so I told my husband, I said, I feel like we have a duty and an obligation now to really make sure we are successful for right. for our children's sake so that they can grow and heal and go beyond, you know, what was set them. And then maybe we can break those generational ideas or some may call them curses or whatever. But it's just, right. you know what I mean? The generational things that are passed on and maybe we can break it because we're going to break it now. And then for our grandchildren, maybe they can start from the very get go, because I love seeing these little kids and their entrepreneurs at, you know, from the very get go, like that right. eight year old on YouTube that's making millions of dollars oh, unpacking right. gifts. Yep. I mean, if he <laughs> didn't have parents that were entrepreneur entrepreneurs, he would not have known to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just hope, you know, because it was interesting what you said about your son-in-law about saying like, I didn't even, it was hard enough to get to the 40 hours, let alone working beyond 40 hours. And, um, you know, because I think the one thing on YouTube that's not really visible is how much work these people actually put into doing yes. what they're doing. Yes. You know, you know, if you look at Mr. Beast, I mean, he spends all that time on his videos just, you know, and he, you know, now, mind you, he's got a team now since he makes money on it. But, you know, I mean, but just the creation of the video, I mean, you look at how in depth they are and how. And then obviously the editors do whatever they're doing, but, um, you know, it's not like they're just putting out a 15 minute video in 15 minutes and being like, okay, I made millions. So let me take a break for a week. 
<laughs> you know, like, and I think that's, that's the one challenge I think that we live in today is that it's not necessarily viewed as, you know, Hey, it's got to take some hard work to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and then maybe down the road, you can pull your hours back if that's where you want to get to. If you want to get to a million dollars and you're fine there, then, and you want to pull hours back, that's up to you, you know, at that point. But, um, you know, I see that a little bit in my stepdaughter and her boyfriend. I mean, she's 18 and he's 22. So she's more entrepreneurial than he is. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping she rises the work that goes into it. That's my, my one you know, my one concern is that she, because when you hear her talk, she's always about, you know, I don't want to be working past 45 <laughs> kind of thing. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, go for it. If you, you don't want to work. I mean, and I know people that did retire at 45 that lived in a country club down here that I used to work for, you know, and then they got bored. So they did something else, you know, like they, you only know, play golf so much, many times a week. Um, you know, and go on so many trips and you're like, okay, what, what do I do next here? You know, like, so they either started another business or they did something else. And, yeah. um, but that's for her, that's her journey. But I'm, I'm just hoping that she realizes kind of the, the work that has to go into it. So it's not just like, Hey, let me do this. And then, you know, the rest of the time I'm going to coast over here. Um, and she will, she will, because what I have learned is that our kids learn more from our example than yeah. from the words that we give them. And, and my, our oh, son, yeah. for example, he, so he decided that college wasn't for him. He took a semester of college. I don't remember if he did one course, two course, but he, he didn't even do a full load, but he came back to me after that first semester and he said, I'm not enrolling again. And I said, what? He said, <laughs> it's, it's not for me. He said, why would I spend money on going to college and learning from professors he goes, I want to own my own business. I want to have my own coffee shop one day. But why would I go learn from somebody who doesn't necessarily currently have a business, who right. has outdated information? I'm going to pet spend all this money because I'd rather yeah. go get a job and learn from the ones that are truly in the business right now, understanding the market as it yeah. is. And at first, I was really upset, Allison. I was thinking, are you kidding me? Your grandfather did not come to this country for you to not go to college. <laughs> Are you serious? Because that was what was geared to me is that yeah. you're going to go to college. We get we have the opportunity here to go to college because in Vietnam, people don't have that opportunity. You have to be very right. wealthy to do it. But here, people who are poor can go to college, you know. And so it's like, why wouldn't you? And so I was like, and I just had to calm down, take it <laughs> to the Lord. And over time, realize he has to walk his journey. Yeah. And so, Allison, within... About a year and a half, no joke, he ends up landing a job as the store manager for a local coffee shop. So he is now the store manager for the last year. And his his boss, the owner of the company, is also a business coach. So they meet each other once a week. He, nice. he basically is coaching them. They read books. He has them reading books. They go over it. They go over. And to see the growth in him. This last year and a half has been incredible. This last year, yeah. I should say. And so I told my husband, I said, I hate to, I hate to say this, but I think our <laughs> son was right. Not only did he manage to go get an education, but he's getting paid to get the education. He's not paying right. out. He's actually getting paid yeah. and he's learning and he's, he's probably further ahead 
than some of the college students that are, yeah. you know, getting their degrees. And so, so in that essence, you know, he has definitely um, done well. And just recently he told us that he had employees that were having a hard time asking for tips. So this was about probably four months ago. And so the boss and him were having a discussion about how to increase tips. And right. so he had a lot of resistance from his staff, his employees in the beginning. They just didn't want to. They didn't think it was right and they didn't want to do it. And so in his mind, he had to be creative. So he decided, you know what, instead of trying to get all of them on board, I'm going to reach out to the top couple of employees that are influential with the rest right. of the staff. So if I could just talk those two into doing it, then the yeah. rest of them will follow. Well, now they are breaking records, Allison, like record numbers of tips. And so the boss, of course, is like, yeah. oh, my gosh, you need to come talk to my other store and get them <laughs> going. And I said, wow, that's awesome that you learned how to problem solve and you yeah. did exactly that that's exactly what a manager, a good manager does. You're not going to try to get the masses, but you just get a select few leaders. Yeah. If you get them on board, then the rest will follow. I said, kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like your son's a lot like Sabrina's because um, she's basically said the same thing with college. And she's like, you know, why am I going to spend money? And then they're just training me to, you know, think like the masses and, like walk down that same path. And then, then I come out of school with a bunch of debt and um, she's pretty much stated that same thing, which uh, Jack, her father is not taken as, as well, but I'm like, you didn't walk down that path, Jack. What you, like, why are you wanting her to go down the path that you didn't walk down? Um, you know, cause he never fully, I think he got his associate's degree, but it was like many years later, it wasn't like right out of college and, uh, or what, right out of high school. And um, I'm like, you didn't walk down that path you walked a different path too. So, you know, but I think, and I used to be that same as you, like that hardcore, cause that's how the family I was raised in was like, you, you go to high school, you go to college and then, you know, you come out and you work for somebody. Um, and that's exactly what, what happened. Um, you know, there wasn't ever a question whether I would go to college or not go to college. Like it was just, mm -hmm. but I was also in a private school in high school. And, you know, I think, 99% of us, you know, went to college kind of thing. So it was just like, that was the expectation, you know, and I see a lot more, especially since I entered this entrepreneurial journey that it's not necessary at this point, No, you know, and um, like I went back and got my MBA too. And I felt it was necessary at the time. This was in my thirties. And uh, I felt it was necessary at the time because I had been, I was teaching tennis. I, that's one of the, the, career, probably the longest career I had was, um, for about 14 years, I taught tennis and I, um, at one club in Chicago, I was the, like I ran the adult program there. And then at the club down here in, in Florida, I ran the junior program. So I did that and I was like, okay, how do I transition from teaching tennis for this many years to not teaching, <laughs> like to get out of that. And like, I just couldn't, like, it was, a, it was baffling my mind to get figure out how to make that transition. I know people do it all the time, but it just wasn't my, you know, you mentioned mindset earlier. It wasn't my mindset of like how I could do it. So I ended up going back to school instead to do it. And then I went back into tennis after school <laughs> for another year and a half. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. 
that's it. So, but um, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, because of videos and YouTube and everything that's out there today that kids are exposed to good and bad, um, you know, there's a different opportunities for education as long as they have at least the solid foundation with the family they grew up in. Yeah. Then like your son, they can make those, those choices. Um, and you know, hopefully find their success that way. And like someone else I interviewed, uh, on my podcast, he's like, it's like, I came out, he's like, I never worked for anyone. Now he was a salesperson and, and, uh, he's like, I never worked for anyone ever. And he's, he's like, I was too much of a rebel to work for anyone, but he's, he's like, but I figured, you know, I'm coming out of school. Like what difference does it make? I don't have anything at that point. I don't have a house. I don't have kids, family, wife, all that stuff. He's like, I could just like, what am I going to, you know, what do I have to lose? <laughs> so, which is kind of where I see with, you know, Sabrina, I'm like, what, she doesn't yeah. really, cause she's making a change in her journey. Um, starting yeah. tomorrow. So, you know, he, I'm like, what does she have to lose? She, she knows you're always here for her. So if it, you know, if something happens and she's got that plan, but if, you know, but let her do it, let her explore because she's always voiced, you know, being able to travel more. And I mean, she's always mm-hmm. voiced that. So, um, yeah. And, and that is, I think that is definitely the common theme that I hear from yeah. entrepreneurs is, what do I have to lose? Now, obviously, there are things to lose, but when you have a purpose and an assignment that you've been giving, you know, that you feel is deep, you do, you do start to feel like, what do I have to lose? And because it's worth it, right? Right. Because even though you may not gain money, you still may impact the world. And, and for that i mean so your motivation i think has to be in you know you have to check your motivation i think first of all because the most successful people i i believe have um you know a deeper desire deeper purpose it's not about just making money it truly is about making changes in the world and so when they have that deep belief they just go for it regardless of whether the money comes or they lose it all that's why they're willing to bet it all you know kind of thing and yeah i think that's great that our younger generation um, is really, I guess, setting that, um, what do you call it? Breaking the ceiling. Is that what they yeah. call it? Breaking the glass yeah. ceiling, ceiling of what, yeah. yeah, of what you and I were brought up with and what we thought this is, this is the path to success. And they're yeah. like, no, this is not the path to success. This is what the path I want to take. And they are demonstrating that, I mean, we're seeing a lot of young entrepreneurs making a huge impact in the world and very successful, uh, you know, the ones right. that aren't just playing video games, right? But even those entrepreneurs that are playing video games are making money too. They figured it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a little scary, but, uh, you know. but yeah. good for them. Exactly. Good for them. And yeah. so as long as, as long as, you know, I think our children are, you know, willing to work hard and they have that perseverance and determination yeah. They're going to be okay. And that's why I say your daughter, she's going to figure it out. She's going to be okay yeah. because she's got you and Jack as her example. And you guys are both hard workers. You know, you guys aren't sitting there twiddling your thumbs and just saying, eh, we just rather watch TV than do that. Like they watch you. They, they see you. They see your determination, your perseverance. And 
that goes a long way. So even though sometimes it looks like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what are they doing? Because trust me, I, I you know definitely was wondering, <laughs> oh my right. gosh, did anything I teach stick? You know, kind of thing. And but now you know now that they're kind of getting into what? See, he's twenty three, she's twenty four. So basically, their adult brains are pretty much there. You know what I mean? They're right. pretty much develop. And so I'm like, oh, there's hope after all. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the hard work that Chris and I put in is paying off because, yeah, for a while there, you're like, oh, my gosh, was it all for nothing? You know, did we did we not do anything right? But um, and that's in business, too. Going yeah. back to, you know, being a real estate agent, what it taught me has taught me is that whatever efforts and work you put into it, you're going to yeah, get out of get it out. now. Yep. It's not going to be immediate because we're used to immediate gratification. So when you're in business, you're not necessarily getting a paycheck next month or the month after that or the month after that. Sometimes it could be right. several months before you start to see fruits of your labor. Right. But what I have definitely learned in, in real estate is that whatever efforts I choose to put in, it ends up paying out. So the yeah. more I decide to work, even on the off season, even when I'm not getting paid, if I'm willing to show up every day and doing <laughs> the work that I know I need to do, whether there's a paycheck coming in or not, eventually it pays out. Now, sometimes it all comes in at once and you're like, ah, how did I get <laughs> listings and, you know, <laughs> right. or more, you know, kind of thing all at once. But uh, so so expanding into, you know, the other parts of entrepreneurial um, opportunities that we're looking at, I know that if we put the effort in, whatever we decide to put in, it's going to pay out because that's just that's yeah. just the way it works. And I think, and even with the little effort that I put in and it pays out, imagine what it's gonna look like when I put in big efforts and right. more skilled efforts, not just throwing spaghetti at the wall or darts <laughs> hoping that I miss, hit the target, but actually right. honing in the skills what yeah. that's really going to look like. And so so that's encouraging to me. Yeah. And we live in a country that is, what do you have to lose? Because honestly, if you lose it all, you can still make it back up. I mean, I've heard of so many other entrepreneurs that were on the streets homeless for months. Yeah. Now they're extremely successful. So even, right. you know, even at that, it, you know, what do we have to lose? My children are grown, what do I have to lose? Yeah. I don't have babies anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, the one thing I got out of all of what you just said was that piece of faith, you know, so regardless of whether you're religious or not religious, but, you know, if the faith of like, you know, if as long as I stay true to my path, true to my vision, true to my journey, that it is going to work out and it may not be how I want it to work out by putting in like the effort today and getting the results tomorrow. But, you know, that the consistency over time will produce the benefit at the yes. end. Yes. And then let me also add what I have learned in this last year. It is so important to have a coach or two yeah. or three or four, because prior to this last year, I did not pay for coaching. I was very, again, it was all about mindset. And I was like, I don't want to <laughs> pay for that. You know, um, that's money I don't have. And why would I pay for somebody to sh you know, show me to what to do? when I know what to do. But in my mind, I obviously needed help. So right. this last year, that's what I'm like, I'm gonna pay for coaching. And once I did that, and I saw the benefits of coaching, because coaching really is 
transforming. So Coach Michael Burt, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he yeah. believes that everybody needs a coach. And he what he says is that speaking opens the mind, but coaching transforms lives. Hmm. And there's yeah. so much truth to that. Yeah. Because when you're working with someone who has walked through the fires and who has, you know, basically done, made all the mistakes there is to make, and then basically gives you all information and holding your hand through and saying, just don't do, they help you navigate through the landmines, so to speak, so that you're taking years off of learning how to build that business. Like you can accelerate much faster. So I just want to tell everybody if you, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you've been an entrepreneur for zero months <laughs> or right. if you've been an entrepreneur for 40, 50 years. Yeah. I think I'm a believer now that everyone <laughs> truly does need a coach in life and not just in business, in your per personal life, your spiritual life, all of it, your physical, because it will help you get to the next level yeah. and accelerate the, um, your business, your personal life. It'll take years off of, of making those mistakes. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So as we start to wrap up, Today, I always ask my guests one question at the very end, and that is, if you were to give one tip to someone that wants to start a business or that's relatively new in business that you've learned over your journey that helped you accelerate your path, what would that be? So the, the one thing, boy, and that's, that's hard to just narrow down, you know, um, <laughs> exactly the one thing. Um, I would, I would say probably that thing probably would be one, you really do have to have that faith. You, you have to not live in fear. Yeah. You have to believe when you have that, that passion that's, that's burning inside of you because you don't just step out into entrepreneurship <laughs> usually because you just, like people don't grow up, you know, as a little kid and say, when I grow up, I want to be you know, an entrepreneur, you know, they say, I want to be a policeman or doctor or right. lawyer, you know, those are more the common thing. It, so when you have that, you know, final that there's something deeper that you need to go out and start on your own, because it's you're being innovative, you're being creative, you're stepping out, you're now creating something, you know, you're not just stepping into a system that's already there. Right? Don't, don't let fear hold you back. And just because you've not tread treaded on this territory doesn't mean you can't do it. And then, you know, really, truly believe in what that mission is and go for it and don't listen to the voices. Sometimes people who are on the outside, they don't understand. So they'll tell you you're crazy. What are you doing? I think you're losing your mind. Why are you leaving yeah. a good job, risking everything when you can lose it all? But if it's it's in you, don't have that fear. Just go for it. Just like I, you know, we were talking earlier, if our founding fathers didn't just go for it <laughs> when they had that vision and that belief right. that there was something better across that ocean, where would we be today? And think of that. If you yeah. don't do it, who will? And who is going to lose out if you don't do it? Because that, to yes. me, once I realized that, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I now have a duty and obligation to make sure I just go for it regardless. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way 
to do that? So if you want to get in touch with me, um, certainly I am on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I also have a YouTube channel called American Dream Makers. But you can also go to zenacrogadol.com. Uh, so zena at zenacrogadol.com is my email as well. And so, and my phone number is pretty much listed, you know, being a real estate agent and being out there, <laughs> you pretty much, if you type in my name, you should be able to find me pretty easily. Um, <laughs> so, but um, those are probably the, the best ways, you know, and certainly you can get a hold of Allison and she can get you in contact with me. Love to have a chat with any of you if you like to. And I'd love to, you know, just get to know your story as well. So, yeah. Um, it's all, the exchanging of ideas and stories, I think, are just very inspirational. So I just really mm -hmm. love that for sure. Yeah. Thank you again, Allison, for having me mm -hmm. on. I really appreciate yeah. um, that you had me on here. I feel very honored, you know, because you are a very oh. successful woman. And so I'm really glad to have you in <laughs> my circle of friends and mentors here. Yeah. No, thank you for joining me. And uh I know it was fun to be on your podcast earlier, American Dream Makers. So um, thank you for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for joining the Dream Plan Stark Rose show today. I do love working with new business owners. So if you have any questions about how to start a business or looking for kind of information, I do offer a complimentary consultation. You can go to my website, dreamplanstarkgrow.com and sign up for that. And otherwise, you can check out my all my episodes of my podcast, as well as some other videos on my YouTube channel, Dream Plan Start Grow. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.